Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better, available now in hardcover, audio, and digital wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. Hello, this is not Gene Roddenberry, but uh, if I was around, I would definitely be listening to Inglorious Trexperts, the new podcast from the people who brought you the 430 movie. Check it out, 430movie.com. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. Welcome to the 430 movie and Heist Week. Oh, boy. And your favorite 430 movie hosts are all here. It's Steve the Forger Melching. <laughs> I thought I was the safe cracker, but I'll be the forger. No, Darren's the safe cracker. I'm I the thought safe Darren was, Darren's the artist. Shouldn't he be the forger? He's an artist He's, with I'm tools. I'm multi-talented. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Can I be so, the master I'll, of disguises? On Monday, it's Steve, <laughs> Master of Disguise, Melching. Hello. Tuesday. Or am I? <laughs> Tuesday, it's Darren, the Forger, Doctorman. And Safecracker. Forger and Safecracker. Safe <laughs> I forge safes. And on Wednesday, it's Ashley, Anything Can Happen, Melching. <laughs> What? Well, guys, we have an announcement to make. Announcement to make. Steve and I are very uh, much in love. And, um, see, because see. he's a master. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is, what's happening this podcast? Actually, anything can happen, Miller. You see, well, uh, when, when podcast when podcast hosts love each other very much, sometimes <laughs> so they get sometimes. married. Yeah, guys, I just want you to know. Look. Um, We've we've done a lot of these podcasts, and uh, I think this is this is the last one. This is the last big podcast, you know, before I buy a boat yeah. and I retire. And then the boat blows up. And then the boat blows up. Exactly. One more job. One last. One job. more job. We got to do one yeah. more job. Yeah, yeah. One last job. One last. Exactly. Job. Which brings us to heist week. Which you know, I say this every week. This is a really tough one. This was a really tough week. It's yeah. going to be really interesting to see what you guys pick. Not as tough but, as monkey week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just, that was one of the easier weeks. Just um, wait till monkey heist week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top that. No, I got to ask you because, you know, heists are such a staple of cinema because, of course, cinema is a, a visual medium. And I think crime and, and uh, heists have always been a source of much fascination. So I was thinking about, like, you know, if we at the 430 movie were going to plan the perfect heist, what would it be? And I realized there's probably only one thing that we're equipped to do, which is what if we robbed Comic-Con? We robbed the box office <laughs> at Comic-Con, planned the perfect heist. How would we do it, Steve? Well, first you need a master of disguise. <laughs> Thankfully, you have me. Oh, I... <laughs> we got to get someone on the inside. We got to earn someone's trust. We gotta, we gotta seduce a dame. We gotta. Uh, well, that ain't gonna happen. We gotta forge some, forge some badges. 
We don't need no stinking stinking badges. badges. (laughs) Wow. Okay. What do you think? I don't know. I have forged badges before, but let's not go into that. I know. Um, It wasn't for Comic-Con, though. It was for for some festival. Um, You know, I I I think that what might have to happen is that we might need to do a big distraction. You know, mm. like something something out on the water, perhaps. Like Blow uh, yacht? Maybe, like maybe Joe a yacht Bluth. is involved. Uh, you know, or or uh, or ints. Well, Shatner <laughs> is on board a uh, an aircraft carrier, putting on a show with like the Backstreet Boys. Uh, parachuting uh, in. Right. I parachuted. I parachuted. <laughs> hijack the IMD. Hijack the IMDb boat. Yeah. You're right. They're taking over the IMDb boat. They're like, die hard. We've taken over the IMDb boat. There's 11 people on this boat. (laughs) They they think we're really in it for the hostages, but we're just there to change our IMDb ratings. That's it. Oh, my goodness. No, I think think a great heist movie, you know, obviously banks. What are some other locations that, uh, you know, are the location for, like, great heists, do you think? It's like the you know jewelry mart or something like. There's uh, there's been a few films about jewelry marts, banks, um, uh, you know, gold mines, museums. Gold mines. Mm, yeah, museums. Museums. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, that's good. Now you know it's funny because you know some people consider you know Die Hard a heist movie. I yeah. consider it a Christmas movie. But I consider so it is, a, is, a Christmas is, heist movie. Is, is Die Hard like a heist movie? Like, you know, it maybe absolutely we is. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's half so a we, heist movie. It's an action heist movie that takes place at Christmas. Yes. Right. Okay. You know, it's an like, action <laughs> heist Christmas that movie. Again. <laughs> let's, let's get into a fight on Twitter about it. It's America's <laughs> favorite action heist Christmas time movie. <laughs> <laughs> This no, weekend. <laughs> do you think if, if you if you think you weren't law abiding citizens, do you think you could plan the perfect heist? Yeah, of course. Yeah. No question. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It de- depends. How much are we in for? Is it? Uh, you know. I, I think Steve would be very prepared. I'm like, good at planning. He's the guy. He's the guy who'd sit under the light that have the blueprints. You know, and 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 he'd be have they everything planned him, out. They call him the list maker. I'd have all the, <laughs> all the timetables uh, for the you know all the various people. If I, I was going to pull a heist, <laughs> if I was going to pull a heist, I would want Steve Melching as part of my crew. Sure, no question. I just know it would, I, it would go well. It would go well with Steve. Well, you know, actually, I'm just not with. sure. I'm not sure because he could go off book. He's unpredictable. He off book. He's on. You don't know what he's going to do. All of a sudden, a loose you know, <laughs> he's supposed to, you know, uh, the crack the safe and then it's it blows the, up. It's the one that brings it all down. That's right. Instead of cracking the safe, I crack the bar because I'm that out of the box. <laughs> like, guys, I know you needed money. But we're just going to buy booze anyway, so fuck it. I robbed the bar. Wow. Right? You guys would be like, oh, Ash, come on. What's up? We were going to get away. We're curating the, the the fantasy theme week of heist movies this week. And as always, we're going to start on Monday with Steve, Master of Disguise, Melching, who's going to tell us his pick. And in recent weeks, I've been very good about, you know, um, uh, prognosticating about Steve's picks. I've had a pretty good batting error, not completely accurate, but uh, I have no idea what Steve's going to pick this week. So uh, I ask you, Steve Melching, what will we be watching on Monday? Well, yeah, uh, heist movies, this is a great genre. I mean, it's a it's a classic 
film genre that's had many variations over the decades. Um, and interestingly, uh, it's, it's a genre that started and it was made under specific rules during the production code where back in the 40s and 50s, where typically your, your heisters couldn't get away with the crime because the production code mandated that the bad guys always had to be caught at the end. Or uh, they couldn't get punished. They couldn't get away with it. So typically in those early films, the, the bad guys failed. They were foiled in some way. Um, that changed after the production code, and now there are plenty of heist films where uh, the, the heisters get away with the goods. But uh, you know, it's kind of a it's kind of a mix. You never know these days. Mm. So, so my pick was one. I you know, there's a, so many good heist movies, and I decided to go with one that uh, is one of those early heist films that really, in a lot of ways, set the template for what a uh, a western heist film. Uh, a, a Hollywood style uh, heist would have. And uh, it was made by a, an American filmmaker in France mm. uh, in 1955. And it's a film called Rififi. Hello, Tony. This is Ida. It's very important. Come over, would you? What's wrong? Ida. Ida. Think that for you, Tony. Quickly, you see for the time. Directed by. I could have guessed that. I don't know why Pretty. I didn't. Yeah, I thought you would guess that for I... sure. Yeah. It's uh, it's directed by Jules Dassin, who uh, was an American filmmaker who uh, had made some classic film noirs like. Uh, Night in the City and uh, The Naked City uh, before being blacklisted. He, uh, Eddie Dimitrik named names before HUAC and uh, got Dassin blacklisted. He was unable to finish post on Night in the City. Uh, the studio wouldn't allow him back on the lot. Uh, and ultimately he was forced to leave the States and relocate to Europe. And it was several years before he could get another film. And that film was Rafifi. Uh, which is based uh, on a novel by uh, Auguste Le Breton, who uh, uh, a, a, this adaptation was described by Francois Truffaut as a great, the, one of the, a movie based on one of the worst crime novels that became one of the best <laughs> crime movies. <laughs> so apparently, the, I've never read the novel, but apparently you know, it doesn't have a great reputation. Um, but uh, the film is a, is, is a masterpiece of its kind. It's, mm -hmm. it's filmed in black and white. Uh, it's uh, all in French, subtitled uh, French. And it's famous for its, well, like any good heist movie, it's fam famous for its heist sequence, which lasts almost a full half hour of the movie no dialogue. It's not just famous for its heist movie. It, it may be one of the greatest, you know, five minutes, you know, of cinema and certainly of a, any heist. I mean, if, if people haven't seen the movie and they know anything about movies, they've heard of the famous, you know, heist in Rafifi, you know, which is just so brilliant. Yeah, and it's, I mean, there's no dialogue at all because one of the, you know, it, it, one of the conceits of a heist is they can't make any noise during the heist because of the the security at this jewelry store. Uh, any noise will set off the alarm, so they 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 can't make any noise. And they did this great thing where the lead character Tony Le Stefanois. I want to call myself self the Stefanois. 
now, <laughs> El Ching the Stephanois. But uh, he, he is a smoker and he has a cough and there's a great moment in it where he can't, he suddenly starts, can't stifle a cough in the middle of the heist. And it's like the first noise anyone's made in a while. And it's like, oh my God, it's gonna off the alarm. Um, but this film is so, it's got all the classic beats where you've got Tony Le Stefanois who's just out of prison. Uh, he's looking to, to make some money. One of his old uh, cohorts who he did not rat out uh, and as a result uh, remained free, uh, wants to get him involved in a jewelry store, a smash and grab job at this jewelry store. And Tony initially says no, but then after a run-in with his ex-girlfriend decides, you know what, hell with it. Let's knock this place over, but we're not just going to smash and grab. We're going to get into the vault and rob the safe in a much, much bigger score. And so then they have to bring in a safe cracker. So as you got your whole putting together the crew, you've got your surveilling the, the business you're going to rob and making all your timetables and, and getting all your equipment together and then going in and pulling off the heist with all the complications that come with it. And then, of course... The third act is when things start to unravel and go wrong for everybody. Uh, the suspense uh, begins again uh, for that sequence. And it's just a, a tremendous, uh, a tremendous movie filmed on location in Paris. Uh, famously, uh, Dassin had it in his contract where he wouldn't shoot on a sunny day because he wanted everything to be gray and gloomy. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just a terrific a uh, very modern heist movie for a movie that was made in 1955. Mm -hmm. It's very mm -hmm. modern uh, and, and just a terrific, terrific movie. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Released on I, Criterion I, Collection uh, uh, Blu-ray. I love Rafifi and it was so close to being my pick, mm. you know, uh, because I thought it was like almost the perfect heist movie um, and I didn't pick it. So I'm so glad that you did pick it. Um, obviously, Jules Dassin, amazing director uh it's it's it you know people who don't understand the blacklist and how awful it was and how many great people i mean he's one of the few who actually got to work he became an expatriate and he was able you know to work so many other writers and directors were having to work under assumed names and you know or couldn't get work and it was a really tragic time in uh, Amer american history that uh, um you know dissent was stifled um and uh you know, association, guilt by association, but there've been some great movies made about it. We talked about the front, but, uh, you know, to see uh, Jules Dassin did such a wonderful job with this film and, and it really is a pressure cooker. And, and that scene is virtuoso filmmaking. And, you know, if people haven't seen it, they absolutely should check it out. It's, it's great. And the, the criterion, um, uh, Blu-ray in, in particular is, is absolutely a must get. Yeah, I think it was restored uh, back in 2000. And I think you and I might have seen it together at the Cinematheque. I know they did a big screening. Uh, I or think maybe that's where I saw it for the first time, yeah. was at the Cinematheque. Yeah, with yeah. You, yeah. And there's nothing like seeing a film like that in a big screen in a big house when there's like this 25 to 30 minute sequence where it's mm -hmm. just naturalistic production sound, no dialogue. And everyone, you're just kind of holding your breath during this whole sequence. It's, it's terrific. And Dassin, of course, went on to make another heist film called Top Cappy uh, several years later, but mm -hmm. uh, not, not as good as, uh, as Rafifi in my, in my book. Yeah, totally. No, that's great. Now, I just want to point out on Tuesday, we have Darren Dockerman. Darren, uh, I just want to, I want, not that you would choose this, I just want to make it very clear that um, Star Trek Three is not eligible for heist week. Stealing the Enterprise does uh, not qualify as a heist. So, um, Wait, why not? 
because it's 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 not because it's not an answer because it's not because it's not a heist it's it's, it's stealing but it's not a heist so so you're saying because the word they is weren't no, going to give it back but we're going anyway they were don't know. I don't. Well, they, just I don't, because they broke it on the way. You can't heist something that belonged to you in the first place. I don't choose Star Trek Three for ask any, OJ any about list. that. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Darren Doctorman, tell us about Tuesday. What are we watching? Well, we're also going to watch an older film, not quite as old as Rafifi, but still in that time frame, a little bit. Um, Back in the late 50s and early 60s, there was what we now call a sense of cool. And no group uh, embodied this sort of uh, spirit of daring do and don't give a damn better than who were known as the Rat Pack. Uh, the Rat Pack was the, the bunch of guys and a couple girls that hung out with Frank Sinatra back in the day, specifically in Las Vegas. And they would drink and carouse and smoke and do whatever they wanted. Uh, because uh, Frank was doing shows at, uh, at uh, a couple different casinos. And he, he was just... in love like Frank has. If you've lived in love like Frank has, then you know what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, to quote, this is Spinal Tap. Um, but the thing is that they decided to make a movie and really didn't give much thought to it. They were just hanging out. And so they just, they just decided, well, as long as we're here, we might as well make a movie and make some money off of this. So that's what they did. And in 1960, they released Ocean's Eleven. Keep your eye on Danny Ocean. He's the quiet guy in the middle of it all. He's the guy with the big idea. He's calling a summit meeting of his own, and it's going to be a summit to top them all. Now, all he needs are 11 men, like, say, 11 ex-paratroopers from his old outfit. And you'd be amazed where you can find an ex-paratrooper these days. You look in a bar, and there's Harmon playing alcoholic piano. Or you turn up DSM winner Josh in a fleet of trash trucks. Jimmy Foster is sure to be wherever there's the most of anything. A guy like Bergdorf's been playing some very long odds. And Mushy's sticking close to the money. But when Danny called, they came. And what they heard was a plan of independent initiative and individual enterprise to stir the spirit of every swinging citizen. Now, folks, this is not the George Clooney one. That was made much Good. later. That was made much later, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> this, no, I, I agree. This could very well. No, I know you do. I think it's a great pick, by the way. I know I'm not besmirching. I think it's a great, I think it's a much better pick than the Soderbergh one, which we all love much more yeah. than this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And that's why I'm picking it, because mm -hmm. it could just as well have been on my guilty pleasures list. Mm -hmm. um, because it's not good. But it's so much fun um, sort of extrapolating what the heck they were doing during the day, you know? I mean, besides sleeping it off. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Frank Sinatra stars as Danny Ocean. And the story, uh, uh, based on a story by George Clayton Johnson and Jack Golden Russell, uh, I don't think he's named after the Terrier. I was going to ask. Um, <laughs> uh, is... 
is a guy who, uh, 15 years earlier, he led a, uh, a team of, uh, of army guys in a raid uh, in Germany, I believe. And so they, they you know, war makes, uh, you know, lifelong bonds of brotherhood. And uh, among the people that uh, were bonded with Danny Ocean were Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Peter Lawford, um, Joey Bishop, for crying out loud. Uh, it's a motley crew of ne'er-do-wells uh, that are just sort of easing through life. And it's really fun to watch them put this plan together to uh, rob not one, not two, five casinos in Las Vegas in one night. And it's, you can't, I can't remember what happens in the movie because, <laughs> it, because I don't think they could either. Because it sort of it sort of goes this way and goes that way, and nothing really makes sense. They try and tie up some things near the end, and but at the end you see them all sort of walking down the uh, down the strip, and you know, uh, carefree and footloose. Um, but it's it's such a fun look, not only at that time period, but at Las Vegas, but you know, during the the height of. Uh, alleged mob control um and it's it's just so much fun you don't come to las vegas and talk to a guy like mo green like that <laughs> people come here to gamble it's las vegas gambling you don't you don't give them back their nest egg no it's it's so much it's so much a slice of what we would like to think that the world was like then of course it wasn't but it's the sort of fantasy of what it would be like to hang out with Frank and his buddies. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, a lot of fun and I enjoy it. And uh, it's dumb, but give it a try. That's so funny because it's like, none of those movies are good, you know, set Robin no. the Seven Hoods. Yeah, but, no. You know, they're terrible. You know, Frank Sinatra, it was a paycheck, it was a chance to hang out with his friends. They didn't care, uh, but it didn't matter. Because especially there's such a great document of that time. I remember yeah. when I first saw it. I got a laser disc. That was the first time I saw it and watched mm -hmm. it. And uh, I knew it before the remake, you know. And uh, and I loved it for what it was. Exactly yeah. what you're saying. It's knowing it was not a good movie, but but loving Vegas of that era and that amazing the ensemble idea of, of the actors. Movie. The idea of the movie. That's why it was the perfect movie to remake, actually. Right. Because yeah. it's not a very good movie. Yeah, and that's why and the remake is better. But um, the remake is great. I just watched yeah. it the other day. It's so yeah. much fun, but so, it's a different so, feel. It's not the same. I think. But if you take the the amount of cool in that movie and you combine it with like something like Steve McQueen in uh, uh, Thomas Crown Affair, you could restore the po polar ice caps. It's that cool. <laughs> I mean, it's like the, the amount of coolness coming out of you know Ocean's Eleven and like Steve McQueen to that era. It's just like. Oh my God! It doesn't get any cooler than that. Well, Steve McQueen, who was offered a role in it, yes, exactly. and turned it down. I turned it down. That's and because, because, too cool. because I think uh, Hedda Hopper told him, "Be your own person. Don't be mm -hmm. a Frank follower." Right. Exactly. You know and that's why none of those people ever amounted to anything beyond, you know, being part of the Rat Pack. Like yeah. Peter Lawford, you know. I mean, Dean Martin more so than the rest of them. Sure. Because and he had Matt Helm and, and he was but, an, actually yeah. a talented singer. Yeah. But, 
But also, uh, there's a great, uh, I, I hesitate to say cameo, because it's more than that. Cesar Romero is in oh, yes. it. At, at, his, at his height, you know, uh, seven years before the Joker, you know? And he's just so great and so big and so, uh, you know, he's, he, everyone His mustache is, is, gets to be his mustache. His mustache gets to star as itself. And it's just so fun <laughs> to watch these people doing what they love to do. Well, famous, of course, for, for owning Caesar's Palace Casino. Not at all. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I sent That's around really a link uh, this week for one of my favorite parodies of Ocean's Eleven, which uh, SCTV did yes. back in the '80s, called Maudlin's Eleven, where right. they took With all Sammy their Maudlin. yeah their their SCTV Rat Pack characters like Bill Needle and William right. B and Bobby Bittman and Sammy <laughs> Maudlin pulling off a heist. It's ridiculous, but yeah. it's so much fun. And it's the kind of thing that would have been on the 430 movie, too. Absolutely. You know, the, the original Ocean. I don't yeah. think it ever was, but it's the kind of movie that would You know, be. I don't I don't want to go that far. I think it was. I think, yeah. it, wow. I okay. think it was at one point. Oh, yeah, because they might have had, like, Robin and the Seven Hoods. Yeah, and absolutely. Ocean's Eleven and, yeah. you know, a couple of those movies. Yeah, it's you Sinatra might right. week on the 430 movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Well, you know, the uh, the thing about Sinatra is if you want to do a little six degrees of separation with a the movie that we we briefly mentioned when deciding if it was actually a heist film um, or yes. a Christmas film, uh, you know, because yeah, Die Hard like Sinatra uh, had right of first refusal yeah, on playing correct. John McClane because he had done the detective and, that's and right. Die Hard and um, the, the Die Hard uh, was was a sequel to the detective. It was the same character. That's right. Yeah. 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 Thank God he passed. Could you imagine? <laughs> So I mean, it's a totally different movie. movie. You think I'm ordering a pizza? <laughs> I'm going to give you a ring of ding ding, Hans Gruber. About a little chin music. He's got really little feet. Nobody leaves Frankie, baby. Hans, baby, we're like uh, strangers oh. of the night here. And now I got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> or it could be the Muppets. Anyway. Or, so. yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's a great pick from Darren, which, of course, brings us to, to Wednesday and uh, Ashley Miller. And as always, we, we, we look with great anticipation and great concern um, as <laughs> Ashley shares his pick for Heist Week. So this one is, um, look, it's, it's out of the box in one sense, because it it's definitely a different vibe uh, than what Steve or Darren has brought to the the table so far, but but only in the sense that it is it's a it's a cool of a of a different era. It's a it's a cool that represents a, a different time, but it is kind of cool in its own way, um, and it is out of the box as a film in terms of how this movie managed to marry action um, with music and rhythm and is really a, a movie that I think might've been impossible to make in an earlier time, just because of how dependent um, it is on just the, the, the minute timing of the editing and how the, how the action beats really work with the sound in the film. And it's quite an achievement. Wait, uh, I'm, writing, I'm writing it down. Okay. I want to see if I'm right. Sorry. Okay. I'm turning the show into a game show. I should have <laughs> known Rafifi, though. That really disappoints me. Did you 
Did you did you write it down yet? Yeah, it's I wrote game it down. Show I got, week on the four thirty movie. I got, did you, I got, did I, you write down Whiplash? I'm kidding. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that would be out of the box if I could make that sound like a heist movie. That's, but uh, but it's not. Well, I'll, I'm tell actually, you, I'll tell you the movie that the that the that the lead character and his father go to see at the beginning. Of Whiplash is Rafifi. You know That's what? Right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so see, thematically, um, except it's my choice is not Whiplash. It's Edgar Wright's 2017 Baby Driver. So you're just starting your day, or did you just get off? They call, I go, you know. So what is it you do? I'm a driver. Oh, like a chauffeur. Anyone I'd know? I hope not. What is your name? Baby. Your name's Baby. B-A-B-Y Baby. This one you say listen to the music all the time? Is he uh, mental? Mental meaning slow. Was he slow? No. He had an accident when he was a kid. Still has a hum in the drum. Plays music to drown it out. And that's what makes him the best. Whoa, 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 whoa. One more job and I'm done. One more job and we're straight. Now, I don't think I need to give you the speech about what happens when you say no, how I can break your legs and kill everyone you love, because you already know that, don't you? Yeah. The moment you catch feelings is the moment you catch a bullet. And your uh, waitress girlfriend, she's cute. Let's keep it that way. I want us to head west and never stop. You in? I'm in, baby. Get blood on your hands. Time to face the music. Baby, we need to get out of here. I have to end this. Are we in bed together now? Baby. Baby? Baby. Doc said Michael Myers. This is Mike Myers. It should be the Halloween mask. This is a Halloween mask. No, the killer dude from Halloween. Oh, you mean Jason. No! Baby, you tell me who does. You're a good girl, you love her? Yes, I do. That's too bad. Ding, ding, um, ding, 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 I have you got it. it. What do I win? Wait, hold we can't on. see I it, it's invisible. There uh, you, you go. You win a post-it note, nobody can read. Yeah, the, the brother of Mini Driver. That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Baby Driver wow. is- This is disappointing. I, I thought it was a big deal. I guessed it, but nobody cares. Okay. I care. I mean, it's like I mean, I gave. I certainly gave enough clues. Yeah. Okay. You're uh, right. Never mind. Yeah. We will carry on. Uh, but Baby Driver. I mean, look. The, the story is is dirt simple. It's it's almost you know the urtext of uh, of heist movies is behind it. You've got the the sympathetic lead, you know, who thinks that he's out until they pull him back in. And he meets a girl who becomes the stakes for him, for his story. He runs afoul of the people in his crew, and he has to use his very particular skills uh, to stay alive 
get the cash, get the girl, and get his happy ending. Um, and in this case, um, the character is a kid played by an actor named Ansel Elgort, who I think was in like the the um, like the Divergent movies and all that, like the like some teen movies and all that. But he's actually quite great. He's a baby. Uh, He's a baby. <laughs> baby is very special in the sense that baby can't hear because of an accident. Actually, I think it was like a gunshot that went off when he was a kid, uh, and took his hearing. So he's got. Uh, am I going to say this right? Who's going to Who's going to correct me? Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Patrick tinnitus. McNee. Yeah, I was just going to say he has McNee's disease. He, he has McNee's disease. <laughs> he's got the bees McNee's disease. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, he's got tinnitus and he can't hear very well. So he, you know who knows our science advisor. <laughs> that's right. Let's our call science him. advisor. Um, do, 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 do. Who's our science yeah, Yesco advisor? Yesco von Puttermaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. he, he makes mixtapes uh, that he plays all the time. He records conversations that he likes to take back and play for his dad, who's sick and. And all of this kind of gets him in trouble with some of the guys that he's he's working with on a crew that's run by Kevin Spacey. Um, the crew is played by people like John Hamm and John Bernthal and Jamie Foxx, um, who are all just awesome uh, in this movie, delivering whip-smart dialogue. Um, he meets a beautiful waitress played by the truly luminous Lily James, who's just wonderful in this movie. Um, but the thing that really makes it special, aside from, look, and, and this by itself would be almost enough for me. I'm a sucker for movies with great driving stunts, great car stunts, um, and just watching like what a movie can really do when you get great drivers behind the wheel. I mean, there are definitely some other movies that could possibly come up this week that could come up on Friday that we've probably talked about before that involve some really great driving. So I, I won't name them. Um, but I love movies like that. I love stuff like Vanishing Point. There's like a, a little like five minute French movie called Rendezvous, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love the driving in this movie and what makes it stand out. What makes it really special is each of those action sequences, each of those chases, those driving sequences has a soundtrack that's entirely diegetic. It comes entirely from the music that Baby is playing um, so that he can stay in rhythm when he drives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the all of the cuts, you know, like the, 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 the turn of the wheel, the shift of the gear, like, you know, the accelerator, like the moves kind of around corners, all of that stuff is cut to the beat like that like it's just like an atomic metronome is going around going off like in the background and it just it just it keeps it in ways that i have i've rarely seen um and it's just it's worth a watch just to watch those scenes and, and to sit and just you know find the best stereo system you can find like crank it up sit back watch listen fully immerse yourself in what i think is a is a truly cinematic experience in the sense that um it, it engages all of your senses. And on top of that, it's a good, simple story with some really great acting, some really snappy, well-written dialogue by Edgar Wright, really well directed. It's just a lot of fun. It doesn't wear out its welcome. You know, I got to see it in the theater and people just sitting around me being incredibly excited by the driving sequences, by the action. I mean, it's just, I don't think you can go wrong. I mean, Maybe, I, God knows, I have in the past. But I don't think I've gone wrong this time. Sounds reasonable. 
No, look, I don't think you've gone. I don't think you've gone wrong at all. I think Edgar Wright's Baby Driver. It's my favorite Edgar Wright film. I mean, I will say that you know, look, I love highly designed opening credit sequences. I think it's a product of growing up on the Bond movies and on Superman. So I love a great opening credit sequence. And the scene of of Anson Elgart uh, sort of dancing around town to Harlem Shuffle to the opening mm-hmm. credits, I think is just a wonderful credit sequence. I think the driving stunts are great. And you mentioned how much you love driving stunts. And I think we should give a shout out to Remy Julian, who passed away this week, who had done mm-hmm. a lot of the great driving stunts for Bond. Really, really talented. Uh, you know, I think he also was involved in Italian Job. I might be wrong about that. The but first he did a lot know. of the in the late seventies, early eighties. He did a lot of those Bond movies. You know, If You to Kill is a movie I loathe, but I think the driving stunts are amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he's 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 he. So he passed away of COVID this week, and so I just want to give him a shout yeah. out. You know, based on that. Uh, but I, I think, look, I think Baby Driver is a great heist movie. I think it's it's, it's really well directed. You know, like you said, the use of diegetic music throughout is fantastic. Uh, performances are great. I, I, you know, I love the whole ensemble. I wish they had done more with John Hamm, who I think mm-hmm. can do no wrong. He's like, you know, like some of these actors, like coming out of Mad Men, he's like game for anything. And a lot of people are putting him in a lot of movies and nobody's oh. really figured out what to do with him yet. You didn't, you yeah. didn't see him in the remake of the day the earth stood still then. <laughs> oh, he's horrible. Now. He can yeah, do he's horrible. But, but, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're, but you're, you're, okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, I, Darren, I defer to you he on can't that. Do wrong. <laughs> he can't, he did her wrong, but no, I agree. But there like are so many things awesome that he that could movie. be great in. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, but uh, but I love comedy, that he's, he can do drama. I, I love that you said that he's game for anything. Like he's not afraid to sort of have fun with his reputation and and play do silly, weird things. Yeah, much like and, David and he, Duchovny. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, he didn't do David Duchovny. <laughs> oh, you mean like the kinds of things that he would play? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I I and, can't uh, I can't begrudge uh, Baby Drivers. Uh, achievements on a technical level it's very well made and uh as a rule i i like edgar wright's movies but i barely made it through baby driver i almost turned it off twice watching it at home it's my least favorite uh, edgar wright movie Uh, you didn't see in the theater then no i saw it at home you might have liked it better having if you Mm -hmm. because i think it's what ashley said it's very cinematic it's very kinetic it's very in your face you know i think it benefits from being seen on on the big screen I'm 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 surprised you had that reaction. I'm, I, I'm I was expecting to like it because yeah. pretty much everyone I know, I, I remember the buzz about it, and I remember people talking about it in glowing terms. So I I, I watched it, uh, you know, during the pandemic. <laughs> I tried to catch up on movies I missed, and I, I, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah. But, well, it's okay. an interesting question. Like, you know, we talked a little bit on like the the our death of uh, death of movies special, but there really are some films that are just different experiences sitting in a theater, like in that immersive theater experience and sitting at home. And it just doesn't translate. No matter how big your home theater screen gets, no matter how great your home theater audio is, like it's it's never gonna be the same acoustic experience. It's never gonna be the same visual experience, you know, unless you've got like more money than God and you can basically- And it's never the same social experience. Well, yeah, that's, the, that's the big change, especially if it's a comedy or something where there's yeah. a lot of people responding to what a they're watching. Mutual experience. Yeah, there's yeah. that can really make a difference. Comedies are like night and day. If you're watching a comedy at home by yourself, you might, you might still enjoy it, still think it's funny, but it's, it's different when there's like 500 other people laughing along with it. That's right. 
Yeah. No, I and uh, no, it's it's I, I mean it's an interesting pick. It was definitely you know it would it'd be on my list of heist month. Like if we were doing a heist <laughs> month, like it would be on my list. So, but I think it's a, it's an excellent pick. And you know who was a really a revelation that was um, Isa Gonzalez. I thought who was John Hamm's girlfriend in the movie. I thought she was terrific. Um, yeah, for sure. I really liked her. Um, but uh, you know, just look great, great, um, great cast, great music. You know, amazing car uh, stuff. It, it really, I think, elevated Edgar Wright to the next level. And this was, I think, you know, after the disappointment of him, you know, mutually leave, mutually leaving Ant Man. You know, he's, he's had to figure out what was, you know, could he do that was his voice, that was his, you know, that he, you know, was he was passionate about. And I think he found the right project. And it's it's a good it's a good project, good choice. Right. Which brings us to Thursday as we continue our dangerous game. Thursday. Thursday is an interesting place to live around the edge where I like to be, you know, for instance, it, it really benefited me this week because of course Steve took Rafifi off the board, which I'm very grateful to him to, because it would have complicated my, my week a lot, you know, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, do you pick a movie that you have a personal connection to, or do you have, um, you know, or is it based on, on its quality? Like for instance, there's a movie that I saw for the first time, on DVD, I was in Vancouver making a really bad horror movie, and I was miserable. On I, and and I I bought this thing at HMV across the street from the Sutton place, and it was um, Ben Kingsley and Su Sexy Beast, and it cheered me up. It was like I want to make a movie like this instead of this stupid zombie movie I'm making. So uh, <laughs> and I was like I I must have watched it like while I was up in Vancouver like a hundred times. You know, it was like I just couldn't get enough of that movie. And that's a great heist movie. And yes, Ian yes, and, yes, and Ray yes. Winston or and and you know especially Ben Kingsley are so great in it. But it's like yeah, I love it. But that's not like the first thing that comes to me. And in fact, we've done we've done. Inside Man before that would have been an yeah. easy one, yeah. but mm. it's been we've had it on the show. You know, I I love it. I think it's a great movie from Spike Lee. I think it was um, my pick. Actually, it was. I, yeah, it I think was. it might have been, and a great pick it was. It's a fabulous heist movie, and um, you know, and he, you know, it's really like uh, Spike Lee's done such amazing work since then. I mean, Black Klansman was amazing, and uh, you know, I just recently watched The Five Bloods, which I think is amazing, and Del Delroy Lindo was fantastic, and. Um, so, you know, I look at this week that you've put together so far and we have, you know, a movie from the fifties and then we have, you know, a movie from the sixties and then we have a movie from the aughts. So it's like, that helps me to sort of figure out where I want to go with this. It's like, you know, um, I think, you know, I would have gone, you know, with, a pick from the fifties. Uh, if Steve hadn't picked Ronan, like I, I'm, I was pretty sure that it, I, if you hadn't picked uh, Rafifi, um, I would have gone with the af asphalt jungle. Only the author of Little Caesar could tell so dramatic a story. Only the director of The Treasure of Sierra Madre could film it with such power. Only once in a decade does the screen come up with such absorbing characters. Sterling Hayden as Dix Handley, a hooligan with a twisted dream. Gene Hagen as Dahl, 
the diamond dance dame who wanted to share that shabby dream. Let me go with you. Please, Dix, please. Are you crazy? I'm on the lamb. I'm wanted bad, packing heat. If there's any trouble, what good would you be? I could drive. No, no. I'm wanted on a killing rap. You know what that means. I don't care. I just want to be with you. Louis Calhoun as Emmerich, the big-time mouthpiece with crime on his mind. Oh, I suppose a fellow should stick to his own trade, but uh, I know some pretty big men around here that might not be averse to a deal like this if they're properly approached. Highly respectable men, I might add. Sam Jaffe as Doc. He's got a million dollars in that little black bag, and a jitterbug cost him every diamond. Marilyn Monroe as Angela, the easy-living, green-eyed blonde. Haven't you bothered me enough, you big banana head? Just try breaking my door, and Mr. Emmerich will throw you out of the house. James Whitmore as Gus, the strong-arm boy. A right guy in a wrong world. Which is uh, John, which John Huston directed, which is an incredible heist movie with um, Sterling Hayden and Lewis Calhoun and Marilyn Monroe and um, you know um, just this amazing and Sam Jaffe who puts the whole gang together in the heist it has a lot of the iconic images of heist movies. Yeah, you know, them sitting under the table under the, the one light bulb, you know, planning everything out. And it, it, you know, got the whole team, the you know, the the bruiser, you know, and 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 it has the greatest dialogue, like some of the greatest freaking dialogue you could ever find in in a movie. But you know, it's a '50s movie, and I feel like as we cross the eras, I want to go with the '70s movie. All right. Because we we haven't nailed that yet. And also the audaciousness of this heist. We've done bank heists. We've done jewelry heists. We've done a heist at Comic-Con. But what we yeah. haven't done is we haven't stolen a motherfucking train. And the audacity of the original taking of Pelham 123 is extraordinary. 1.23 p.m. A crowded subway train starts its run from Pelham Station in the Bronx. 1.45 p.m. Four desperate, heavily armed men seize control of the train. Open the door or I'll blow your head off. Taking 17 people as hostages. Your attention, please. Now then, you'll all remain seated. Anybody who tries to rise is going to get shot. <laughs> I do hope I have made myself understood. 2.13 p.m. The city of New York is given one hour to come up with a million-dollar ransom. You're out of your skull. All units stand by on the double. What's up, Z? The train's been hijacked. Millions have read it. Now you can live it. The taking of Pelham. One, two, three. There is no way you can get away with this. You are underground in a tunnel. At precisely 3.13, we are going to begin executing the hostages. <laughs> Nothing will happen as long as you obey my orders. New York City is held powerless in the grip of four ruthless men. From the mayor's office. Don't tell me I don't want to know. To police headquarters. I've got about 50 men inside the tunnel, all wearing vests and armed with machine and submachine guns. We could fight the Third World War down there. To the nerve center of the world's busiest subway system. My only priority is saving the lives of these passengers. Maybe an hour isn't enough time. 
An hour is plenty of time. We agree to pay the ransom. Repeat, we agreed to pay you the money. Now turn your clock off. The money has to be counted, stacked, tied, transported uptown. It just isn't physically possible. You'd be surprised what's physically possible. Tell them one, two, three's in motion. This girl be driving a train. How long does it take to get all that money together anyway? It's not gonna make it. Never make it. The passengers are dead ducks. What the hell they expect for that lousy 35 cents to live forever? Walter Matthau, Robert Shaw. <laughs> the most spectacular hijack in history. The taking of Pelham. One, two, three. Um you know, mm-hmm. incredible cast, Walter Matthau <laughs> and um, of course, Robert Shaw. Die hard in a subway. And um, yeah. it, it, it captures that era of New York, which is gritty and just, you know, scary. Like you could even be on the train and it can be hijacked, you know, and uh, it's extraordinary. It has a like a almost a Twilight Zone type of ending, you know, this dark, this fatalistic thing. It's sort of like in... in um, you know, Kubrick's The Killing. You know, what a, what a great ending. It's like fate, the fickle finger of fate will always screw up your plans, no matter how well you you, you plan things out. And, um, of course, the David Shire score, you know, we talk about Williams, we talk about Goldsmith, we talk about these, I, I mean, the dun-dun-dun, the dun-dun-dun. I mean, one of the great scores ever. And uh, so, you know, to me, I, as much as I wanted to pick the Asphalt Jungle, and I, I I was pretty much sure I was picking the Asphalt Jungle. And here we are. I've heard what you guys had to say. And I like I went, I'm like, no, I'm going with taking a Pelham one, two, three. And and then look, it's my process. I know it's ridiculous. I mentioned nine thousand films, but I kind of have to zero in. It's like a, sh- a safe. You do the numbers, you're trying to find the numbers to get the right combination. <laughs> and I I'm literally like, because I'm the last guy, last guy, you know, it's like I kind of have to like weigh everything. To figure it out, you know, you're because the, I you're take the anchor like man. great responsibility. Yeah, I do bring feel it like great responsibility. So you're the pocket man. So <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I want I want to bring it home, and so it's like, and I want to bring balance to the force. So it's like, if you come up with, you know, Steve Rafifi, like the perfect should be on any top ten list for any heist. You know, and then, you know, Darren went a completely different direction, which was great with, you know, Ocean's Eleven. It's like, you know, sort of this movie that's famous for being famous, you know, and uh, it's like a Kardashian. Only and, and then you do something which is like the millennial heist film that, you know, the kids love today. And, you know, they're obsessed with Edgar Wright. And, you know, it's just, so it's like, where does where, where, where does Marlena want to fit in? You know, so it's like. I got to really think about, you know, and so it felt like going in the seventies and going with something that just does everything so right. You know, I mean, there's not a, 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 a beat that doesn't work in that movie. And, 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 you know, we talked about that, you know, examples of perfect movies. What are some perfect movies? Take your Pelham two is pretty damn close to being a perfect movie. Um, I, I love a good gritty seventies movie. There's nothing like it. And this is one of the grittiest and, Mathau is so great in it and it has one of the great final shots of any movie. Mm-hmm. 
It's it it ends perfectly. It's it's such it a fun movie. So perfectly. Not we're not talking about the remake. There's a they remade it what about five or ten years ago? Yeah, yeah Denzel Washington, Washington yeah. one of his few misfires, and Tony Scott, and yeah. it just doesn't work at all. I was so excited about it too because I love Denzel, you know, and yeah. I love Tony Scott. Yeah, and I was really you know he's like the commercial Ridley, <laughs> you know he's like yeah you know and 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 uh, it just was so disappointing. It was just. So bad again. It's like don't remake the good ones. Remake the bad ones. Yeah, but again, one, P- Pelham one, two, three. It's it's a movie from the seventies, early seventies, I think 74. <laughs> but it feel it feels so modern. You know, it's so energetic uh, and and smart. Uh, it's it's a really great movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely want to check it out. And it's just like, like go ahead. See, I, I like the fact that that Walter Matthau is the is the lead. I mean, today you'd never. They would never cast Walter Matthau in that that role. Well, yeah, they'd cast John Hamm. I mean, and you know he was good, but but Walter Matthau is so great because you believe that he's he's a guy who is in the story that he's in, and truly, the story that Walter Matthau was in is a story about a guy who just wants mm-hmm. to go home. Yep. <laughs> Which is yeah, he awesome. Just wants to go home. <laughs> so great. It's so true. That's a great, great thing. You know, which of course now brings us to Friday, which is going to be a really difficult challenge Ugh. because there, there's some really tough things. I would, I would put out uh, the idea that, um, you know, this movie I think we all love uh, from the '90s, uh, The Usual Suspects. Usually, when there is a crime. There is a motive. I want to know why. 27 men died on that pier for what looks to be $91 million worth of dope that wasn't there. Usually, when there is a lineup, there's only one real suspect. This whole thing was a shakedown. And there's no way they'd line five felons in the same room. But this is not the usual crime. This is not the usual motive. He was in the harbor killing many men. Kaiser Shizzy! He saw Kaiser Sose. And these are not the usual suspects. Keaton. I'm a businessman. McManus. There's nothing that can't be done. Hockney. What, you got a team of monkeys working around the clock on this? Fenster. Flip you. Flip you for real. Verbal Kin. Roger, really? People say I talk too much. He doesn't know what you want to know. I don't think he does. Not exactly. But there's a lot more to his story, believe me. What it seems. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is here. Was convincing the world. I know he's here. He didn't exist. You've got to look beyond the usual suspects. I'm smarter than you. And I'm gonna find out what I want to know, whether you like it or not. I work for Kaiser Soze. He feels you owe him. He does not expect all of you to live, but those of you who do will have 91 million dollars. It was Kaiser Soze, Agent Kuyen. I mean, the devil himself. I'm telling you, it's Kaiser Soze! There is no Kaiser Soze. Keaton always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God. And the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Soze. Which is Brian Singer's masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I know... You worked yep. on X-Men First Class with him. I, I think Usual Suspects is an amazing film. And uh, yeah, it's a nearly yeah. perfect film. Um, it's just, it's so smart. And it could actually not be made today simply because the, the conceit 
wouldn't work. Is in the oh, when yeah, the movie was for the released, facts. obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> On movies that wouldn't work today, uh, <laughs> week it's Halloween. The Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what is it? Uh, uh, there's someone in the house. Right. <laughs> it's movies know? without exactly. cell phones week. <laughs> <laughs> Next okay. on the four thirty yeah. movie. Yeah, um, Usual Suspects definitely one of the best crime movies of the 90s for sure. Very iconic, very influential. Uh, it'd be a terrific Friday pick. But there's so many more to talk about. There's Darren so many oh totally. The thing is, that Out of sight. we have we have okay. picked so many of them already mm-hmm. yeah. in previous episodes. Uh, Did we among, pick Out of Sight? Yes, I think I picked it. We, I think I we pick, talked about it. No, I, I picked it for Cops and Robbers Week. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Fair. I love Out of yeah, Sight. Yeah. It's so great. It's great. And we don't actually, name check it anyway. Yeah. It shouldn't be our pick, but we should name check it because yeah, sure. Steven Soderbergh, you know, really, uh, you know, look, he there was a point at which he he could again talk about doing no wrong. You know, Ocean's Eleven, Out of Sight. I mean, I love something even like The Underneath, which he hates. Um, but you know, out of sight is so great, both visually and the yeah. performances. I mean, Jennifer Lopez is amazing at it. Yeah, Clooney—that's awesome. the role yeah, he was like I, born to play. Right on the music. Great I, music. That's actually so the the second movie that I ever bought on DVD. The first was uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, just because I that was like you know get that. I think it was like it was was it Bill Hunt because you like, didn't use that him. as your reference video. Yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies was a good reference video for a while. Yeah. It has that opening scene at the terrorist arms bazaar which really gave your sen- a surrounds a workout. Right. Yeah. And I know yeah. other films we've picked before. Uh, Ashley picked Kelly's Heroes in, mm-hmm. in the past which is a terrific World War II heist movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I picked Reservoir Dogs uh, and Quentin Tarantino Week, mm-hmm. another great yep. heist movie from the nineties. Yep. Uh, Ronan. I bet you thought I was gonna. Yeah, Ronan. Well, Ronan. Ronan. Have we picked Ronan? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, because we love, we all love Ronan. Yeah. yeah. What's There's in the another case? heist movie with great drama. What's in the yeah. case? What's <laughs> in the box? Oh, different movie. We we love Ronan. Uh, <laughs> you know, it has again John Frankenheimer late in his career. Yeah. Amazing car chase. Yep. Um, and of course that great line, you you know. I just ambushed you with a coffee cup. Right. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's so great. Natasha McAllen, uh, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Wait, where's that? Natasha McAllen. Jean Renault. Natasha McAllen. Natasha Natasha Van And, and of course, you know, Jean Renault and Sean Bean, of course. Yes. Who's in everything? Gotta have Bean. Such a great movie. It's worth mentioning, you know, it's not going to be our pick because we picked it before. Yeah. But if you haven't seen Ronan, you, you, that's another one you got to see. And so, of course, um, one of one of my all time favorites, Sneakers. Yes. Yeah. That, oh which my God. we've also picked before. Yes. Yeah. Now, have we picked the remake of Thomas Crown Affair? Because I yes. think both. Yes. Uh, uh, I okay. picked it for. Uh, yeah, I know somebody it. picked it because I told the awkward story of sitting next to my mother-in-law during the uh Pierce Brosnan bangs Renee Russo on the stairs scene. Mm, yeah, okay, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, not the scene, I remember the scene, but I remember you <laughs> I telling the story. Remember, you I saying you that. Yes. The story. It's not as awkward um, as watching The Hunger with my mom. That's for oh, damn I sure. I, I, yeah, I, we picked it for a movie starring James Bond actors. That oh, yeah, Bond. for Six Degrees right. of, uh, Six degrees of 007. 007. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, then what about the original Thomas Crown Affair? Talk about Luminous, yeah. Faye Dunaway. Mm. And, I thought you were going to say Steve McQueen was Luminous. Well, Steve he was McQueen. too. That's the thing. Yeah. You know, and if and if and if you like split screen, 
This is the movie for you. And and if you like Michelle Legrand, (laughs) you know, um, I really, I mean, I think I I watched that again a a couple of months ago and I forgot how good uh, Thomas Crown Affair is uh, directed by Norman Jewison. You know, again, a great caper, Yafet Koto in one of his earliest roles. Uh, He was worried about the bonus situation. You know, after the heist, but it all worked out. It didn't quite Actually, work you know out. What? I don't think I've seen the original. I'm oh, pretty sure I haven't seen the original. See it. Yeah. It's good. And it's very like 60s, like the fashions are great. And, um, you know, it's kind of like Elon Musk decides he's bored and wants to pull a heist. Um, <laughs> you know, so. And, Which we and, don't know hasn't happened. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but you should see it, Steve. It's really. Yeah. It's really good. You'll get sick of windmills of in my mind, but you'll, you know. <laughs> I love that song, so I won't get sick of it. Oh, okay. Well, then, 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 then this movie's for you. You I'm, know, you know, what's another great uh, heist movie from the '90s, Bound. The oh yeah, yes. yes. I love Bound. Uh, Dina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. A lot of people haven't seen it. They think their career began with The Matrix, but they'd be very wrong because uh, Bound is arguably a better wrong. movie. As much as I love The Matrix. Yeah, for the uh, it, yeah, it might be my favorite. I would say that it's movie. better, but I would say that it's 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 great. It's great, and you know, um, totally I was listening great. to Roger yeah. Deakins' podcast. Not to plug a podcast we don't do, but um, uh, they had Damn the right. um, you know Bill Pope on, who was talking about shooting um, the Matrix and 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 Bound, and he had great stories. They only made that for a million dollars. Yeah. It's um, unbelievable. Well, it's so, I mean, they, they just had to build like one set and they just dressed it as the different apartments. And you Yeah, know. but some of the camera work and the, the oh. camera moves and the, the creativity involved. In, yeah, but when you you're know, not paying the actors so much, the movie doesn't cost all that much. Yeah, it's, it's and, really... and yet it stars the ever-reliable Joey Pants, Joey Pantoliano, right. who's yeah, so yeah. great in anything. Yeah. Now, I know we can all agree on this one, so I think uh, I'm taking I'm, I'm going to just say what Friday is. Okay, so we all agree that we're take the money and run. Woody Allen, right? <laughs> no? No, we're not doing that? I, I, I'm holding a gub? I, I, do, have a, I, a gub. <laughs> I, I do have a serious uh, uh, suggestion. From 1966, William Wyler's How to Steal a Million. Oh, that's I a good one. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God, that's a great choice. Yeah. It's great, and it has a, an amazing John Williams score. Mm. Uh have we ever um hmm have, danced with the devil ever, in the pale moonlight uh <laughs> nominated yeah dance the devil in the pale moonlight i don't want my my words the words are that i am structuring are stanley kubrick killing. the killing i talked about it we yeah mark mark just yeah mark just mentioned that i was about to bring it up too stanley kubrick's one of his first films a fantastic heist movie it's one of the last movies i saw in a theater before the lockdown wow yeah they, uh, they showed it at uh, at a museum a beautifully restored print and the producer uh, mark harris was there mm-hmm. to talk about it and Boy, that is such a great looking movie. So, so much suspense. Just terrific. At 456, Steve Melching reviewed a movie. At 445, <laughs> Ashley Miller was across town picking an even more ridiculous film. Cloak <laughs> <laughs> and Dagger next on the 430 movie. <laughs> at, at, yeah, at, at 630, Darren couldn't find parking at Comic Con, so he went home. The That's heist correct. was off. <laughs> Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, not the yeah the you know. Um, yeah, uh, you know. Look, I would go earlier than that. Um, for those of you who love the monsters, uh, you know, Yvonne De Carlo was luminous as the femme okay. fatale and crisscross. 
Um, this was, you know, Burt <laughs> Lancaster close. in the Robert Cedermack film. He, you know, he, he's trying to get over um, his uh, divorce to Yvonne DiCarlo. I guess Fred Munster was seeing her now. And um, Fred he comes Wynn, back Herman to town and she's remarried uh, 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 the gangster, Slim Dundee. And so he ends up, uh, you know, getting involved with an armored car heist. He's, he, nobody played Patsy's better than Burt Lancaster. For such a big, athletic, tough guy who, like, in Sweet Smell of Success, looked like he could eat you up and spit you out in about three seconds. He was always a great Patsy in things like, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the killers and in um, stuff like Criss Cross. And Criss Cross is a very moody, um, uh, you know, beautifully shot black and white movie uh the, the the heist the armored car heist is terrific and he's just such a sap he's such a sap steve you i'm sure you've seen crisscross right no i have really? not okay i have not now but darren you've seen the monsters who hasn't i've seen crisscross <laughs> oh you guys should see crisscross <laughs> it's crisscross is good it was what um soderbergh remade uh, as the underneath i i think which is why i like the underneath not the it's, upside it's, down it's not the upside down. No, no. And you know what else was a great movie that era was Gun Crazy, which has the famous, you know, um, uh, you know, long shot of the bank robbery in one shot, which is amazing that they were able to do it. You know, it, where they pull up to the bank and it's literally one shot. They go rob bank, they go get into the car and the whole, and it's all one long shot. Um, you know, Joseph Lewis's movie uh, Gun Crazy with John Dahl and Peggy Cummings. I mean, that. That shot alone is one of the great heists. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, on one hand, you have something like Heat, which has that incredible scene in the bank downtown. The, but, you know, uh, I mean, Gun Crazy oh, yeah, is just extraordinary. And it has, it ends with this amazing uh, manhunt in um, in the, like, swamps. And it's so beautiful. It's like the height of black and white cinematography. I highly recommend it if you guys haven't seen, you know, Gun Crazy, which is I've another great heist movie. I can, I, a, there are some movies that big ones that I've, people listening are probably freaking out that we're not talking about. And I'm talking, of course, of the Italian job. Absolutely. Classic. Both versions. Yes. But I think of the first one. Yeah. Michael, uh, did we talk about the remake is not Michael bad. Dane? No, it's not bad. The remake's not Michael bad. Kane. No. Remake's Michael pretty good. Kane. Uh, yeah, and, we we and, did and, talk about it in Michael Caine week, but yes. Yeah. I don't think we picked it, but it's... Did we pick it? I don't remember. We picked it, it for VW Bug Week. No, not <laughs> VW Bug Week. Yeah, no, it's Mini Cooper Week. Mini Cooper Week. week. And, yeah. You know, The Sting. The, well, uh -huh. I would absolutely no, pick The Sting. I mean... It, uh, there's a, a movie that I, I don't think it should be our Friday pick, but I, I think it's it's worth a mention because I don't know that a lot of people saw it, but I thought it was was quite good um, uh, from the uh, director of uh, of Bone Tomahawk um, is uh, Dragged Across Concrete, which is like crazy kind of violent, insane, um, but but awesome. Um, and it's 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 kind of heists within heists. But it's, you know, this kind of sort of very dark little mm. character study. It's just, it's it's awesome. I want to go back to the sting for a second. You know, the thing about the trailer for that, it has one of my favorite lines. It says, this time, it's at Redford, Newman, this time they might get away with it. You know, which right. is like yeah, a yeah. meta callback to Butch Cassidy and them dying at the end of Butch Cassidy. Um, do you think the sting is a heist movie or is it a caper movie? Because, I you know, it's ultimately it's about... I mean, yes, there's a heist, 
but I kind of feel like it's more of a caper than a heist. And now we're really parsing things because I think the sting is great. It won best picture in 73, but, uh, and, and Newman and Redford and Robert Shaw are incredible. And it's a great movie. Um, but I'm not sure it's a heist movie as much as, yeah, you know what? I, yeah. But what is a heist movie in the seventies is the great train robbery. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Michael Crichton's first. And it makes no sense if you think about it. That's true. During the movie, movie, you don't think about it. That's what's good about it. It's only I like to think that you realize it doesn't work. But (laughs) no, it it doesn't at all. But I but it was it's it's fun to watch. Um, And I like to think it was remade as the Road Warrior because they both have exactly the same ending. (laughs) If you think about it, because like at the end of the I don't want to give a spoiler for either movie, but let's just say that the uh, that there's a surprise in the box. Yes. Uh, when it gets opened up at the end of, of both films. And it kind of feels like Great Train Robbery very much inspired the ending of, uh, of The Road Warrior. The movie of trains, don't... would you say uh, The Train, John Frankenheimer's The Train? Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice movie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Great movie. Again, Burt Lancaster in his cool phase rather than his patsy phase. Um, but movies don't have to be dramas. Sometimes they can be comedy. And a great example of that is the wonderful Charles Crichton film, A Fish Called Wanda, with Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis and Kevin Klein. Nothing Absolutely. to say, which... Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and I think because now we're also sensitive about this kind of stuff, it doesn't get the love that it it, it got back then. And and you know, you know, because John Cleese is so great in it. It's He's so perfect. funny. Yeah. You know, but it's making fun of stutters. It's like, yeah. uh, but um, it's a great movie. Playing Archie Leach is his Archie, character. Yes, yep, Ar- Archibald Leach. Yeah. Me, Cary Grant. Cary Grant's mm-hmm. uh, original yeah. name. Um, and then it's uh, one of my favorite heist movies of the 90s, Three Kings. Yep, uh, right. A, a war, Iraq War movie, David O. Russell, about George Clooney, again, George Clooney and the heists. You can't keep, can't keep Clooney away from a good heist. Clooney's a heist master. Uh, where they're trying nice. to uh, basically rob uh, all the uh, valuables plundered by Saddam Hussein during the uh, Gulf War, and then there's some modern heist movies that we haven't talked on talked about at all. Mentioned. Well, Steve, uh, I just want to say when you're on Three Kings, that, oh, yeah. you know, The Five Bloods is sort of a, a, you know the successor to that and uh, Treasure Sierra Madre. So it's like and Kelly's you know, Heroes. It's all that same yeah, sort mm-hmm. of wartime. So it, you know that also potentially could be a heist movie. Yeah. And again, I think I'd be surprised if it doesn't get nominated for a bunch of Oscars. I certainly hope that Delroy Lindo gets nominated. But that whole ensemble is great. Clark I, Peters, I, I got, and Isaiah Whitlock. I gotta say, I like the first half of that movie a lot more than the second half. I I thought I was watching a masterpiece in the first half, and then the second half kind of, I I kind of. Got really obvious to me. Uh, uh, I felt like he was. But think? I uh, love really. the first half. Mm. The first I, half I love the like, second half, but it's just. Yeah. Uh, I I have a, a similar feel. Well, it's not the same exact thing, but I, I have a similar feeling about Three Kings in the sense that I feel like it's one movie until you get to the third act, mm. and then I think there's this massive tonal shift. Right. That I just like, and while I appreciate the two different pieces of that movie, like just in terms of how they're, they're executed and how they're done. Like they, they just, they, they've always felt like they're fighting a little bit to me, which is why three Kings, in spite of the fact that like, that I think it's, I think it's great has, I've always struggled to kind of imagine it like in my, my little top tier. Cause usually like I'm a sucker for stuff like that. 
you know, I, oh, sorry, go ahead, Steve. You well, I was going to list a couple of the, the, the more modern films. Uh, Fast Five, Fast and the Furious Five, which is a really... Not on this show, baby. <laughs> it's, it's a, a perfect 4.30 movie because it's so friggin' ridiculous. It's a ton of fun. Anyway. No, it should be on Saturday mornings. Those movies are cartoons. Well, okay. How about, how about in movies s- where they take five syllables to say the word family? Then there's uh, Inception. Yes. Christopher Nolan's sure, Inception. Right, sure. uh, a lot of fun. And then there's Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, that's a heist. Stealing the Death Star plans. I could totally see that. Um, I, you know, I can't believe we haven't mentioned probably the two films. People at home are probably going, how could they have not mentioned this? Because this is probably what everybody wants. To Muppets know. take Manhattan when they try to steal Manhattan? The Diamond Heist. Is- <laughs> oh, no, no. That's a great pick, though. Is uh, the great Muppet Caper? It's the great Muppet Caper. Yeah. Oh, not, Muppet Caper! Thank you. They yeah. don't steal. Yeah. Literally steal. You know man. what, guys? Uh, I think four thirty movie fans would be angry if we didn't pick the great Muppet Caper. Well, yeah, that, that we can consider that. But but I, it's before not the we great that, Muppet heist. It's the great Muppet Caper. So yeah, that's what caper. I said. Right? Oh. Thank you, thank you, Steve. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's people are rat turd, my friend. It's not a caper. It's a uh, rat. I think turd. they're literally. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, are are turning thank red <laughs> because we have not mentioned heat yet. And well, I have to say, we did mention it. Oh, yeah. We mentioned it in passing. We, 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 we did. We vaguely mentioned it. How can they not yeah. have mentioned I love heat? heat. But yeah. we, are, we selected it one But that's Cops and Robbers Week. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was Cops, Cops and Robbers, and Robbers Week. week. And then Thief, also the Jimmy oh. Conn movie, right. another Michael Mann movie. Yeah, so you know, good. It, it, oh, my great. God. And he's a thief. Score. So he's he, a thief. He does heists. He does heists. What about when the new remaster that's beautiful? What? Sorry. I was gonna say, what about when the FBI teaches you to surf? Would Point Break uh, be considered yeah, a heist movie? Caught my That's first like undercover week. Sir. <laughs> undercover week um, on the four thirty you know, movie. Oh, chicka chicka! Uh, I actually picked Drive one week, so uh, you know, but that's a great mm-hmm. heist movie. Um, I would suggest probably my favorite Jason Statham movie, The Bank Job. Roger um, Roger yeah. Donaldson directed that. It's really good. Not like any yeah, other Jason Statham movie. Like surprising. You know, Jason like Statham, you, you know him for stuff like The Transporter, you know, doing really cool action movies. And, you know, uh, but this is such a good caper movie, uh, The Bank Job. And, um, you know, one of the great caper movies also is, you know, obviously Hitchcock, uh, To Catch a Thief. You know, it's, it's less about the yeah. capers than it is about, you know, is is John Roby, the cat reformed and everything you know, stealing the jewel thief, the famous jewel thief. Well, I would swear we've picked to catch that a thief. Before. I, I don't like, think so. Yeah, Starring the I, luminous Grace Kelly. If I, we yeah, need a new word I, to describe God, I her, that. I don't well, think luminous does her justice. I was so fortunate to see that for the first time on a real theater screen, like the ArcLight. Like you know, they're doing the AFI thing, and I'd never seen it before. And just seeing it that way, it was revelatory. in 4K on iTunes now. They, you know, occasionally Is they it? upgrade stuff to 4K without telling you. So there's a couple of things that aren't on disc that are actually in 4K digital, like um, uh, Day the Earth is still the original, mm-hmm. and 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 Butch Cassidy, and um, and To Catch a Thief. I'm always delighted when I find suddenly these movies in 4K on iTunes. So to, to hot go tip. to go along in a uh, in a uh, a list of stupid heist movies, uh, 1999's Entrapment. With Sean Connery and Catherine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Catherine but, Zeta-Jones. And, and Laser. Catherine Zeta-Jones week. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. Like, honestly, does anybody remember anything other than the one sheet of that movie? Yes. Nope. You're playing both sides. 
Yeah, okay, fair enough. Well, then, of course, um, there's, uh, to go back, bring it back around to Muppets. Going again, Marwin. We've got uh, <laughs> The Score, uh, directed by Frank Oz. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Starring right. uh, Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando. Wow. And I'm not going to stick you, not going to stick your hand up. Well, man, we, we have our work cut out for us oh, what, here. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon? Is that a heist? Yeah. That's just a bank robbery. Yes. That's a bank robbery. It's a bank it's robbery. Really, it's not like really, he's going in. He's trying to. He holds a gun. He wants to get money. You no, know, a, heist, a heist movie has to have a crew, heist. a plan, yeah. and the, the resolution. You need your yeah. crew. You need your plan. You need your, yeah, need your crew. Uh, your sequence. You need your crew. Yeah. Lock, stock, like, and two smoking Like barrels. when we robbed Comic-Con. It's going down. Well, you see, right. we, we, there'll be a slow motion shot of the four of us, you know, walking into Comic Con. Okay. For no reason, there's a fireball going off behind us. Oh, they're trying to get away with the money, but we can't get through the crowds. It's <laughs> perfect because we can all be in cosplay and it'd be kind of like the end of uh, the Thomas Crown Affair remake. We can switch off our. And cosplay. then the surprise is that, like, the actual target wasn't like the, the money at all. That was just a faint. The actual target was like the 11 foot model of the USS Enterprise. That exactly. Was brought in. We, we yeah. don't care about the money. It was all the exclusives. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was the one comic book at Comic Con. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, so what are we going to do? Friday. Yeah. Wow. This is this is tough. Uh, I mean, um, this is this is really difficult because we picked so many of the good ones. I kind of lean towards Usual Suspects. Yeah, I would. I would totally have no problem mm-hmm. with Usual Suspects. Or look, yeah. I love Usual or Bound. Usual Suspects yeah. or Bound. Or bound. I, I, you know, to yeah. me would okay. be because we we didn't get the nineties. We have we don't have anything from the nineties. And those are both I great kinda, movies from the 90s. I kind of love the idea of The Usual Suspects just because it's something that has penetrated the pop culture and just in so deeply, like, in so many ways. Like, who doesn't, like, know who the hell Kaiser Soze is, right? I, like, I'll, who doesn't do their Benicio Del Toro imitation with, like, a lot of people, the keys, a lot of you, people. But, <laughs> I, I'll, look, I'll, I'll go along with that, but my heart's not in it. Why? Can okay. I ask you why? I think it's overrated. Really? I really, I really do. Wow, I, I don't. Really I love that movie. That was my yeah. favorite movie that year. You know, I, I, I love it. I think it's, it's fine. so clever. It's fine. It's not that clever, in my wow. opinion. In my wow. opinion. Wow. And I think Macquarie's script, I mean, you, Steve, what, where, where are you on Usual Suspect? Because, I mean, I, obviously, Ashley and I love it. I thought it was terrific. I, I loved it, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, that's I, fine. I, I, I haven't watched that's it fine. in years. I, I don't even have the Blu-ray of it. I still have my DVD. I've been meaning to I, upgrade and the John Ottman score. Yeah. He, he's one of the few editors slash composers. And it, it's a wonderful score. I listen to it. I still listen to it a lot. That, that great usual suspect score. Um, I, yeah, I, I used to know those guys. Well, I mean, I knew Brian I sure. went to school with Brian. I knew John Ottman in, from school also, you know, it's a, yeah. So did I. Yeah. Now we, and we already picked Ronan. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you like bound Darren? Yeah, but I, look, I'll I will go along with uh, Usual Suspect. Yeah, what do you think? So say we all. <laughs> yeah, that's I cool. like it. Yeah, Ashley, you good? Sure. You so sound. You sound. You sound. Uh, you sound. No, no, like I'm totally great. Like I, I would love Darren to be enthusiastic about the about the pick. I'm just um, enthusiastic. But I, I love the Usual Suspects. I'm just enthusiastic about Heist Week. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. So let me see if I got this right. Steve Melching Monday. 
Monday was uh, Jules Dassin's Rafifi. Tuesday, Darren Dockerman. Ocean's Eleven. Going to be a heist. On Wednesday, Ashley Edward Miller. Edgar Wright's 2017 film about a person who drives babies to daycare. <laughs> Baby driver. <laughs> <laughs> On Thursday, it's dun-dun-dun-dun, taking a Pelham one, two, three. And on Friday, the by, uh, guys are so reconciliation, <laughs> budget reconciliation, <laughs> it's the usual suspects. <laughs> oh, man, who is Kaiser Soze? Kaiser Soze! Soze! <laughs> Kaiser oh, I love that. I want to go watch it. Give me the that's, keys, you from That's Godfather. the sign of a good movie. I like literally when we finish the podcast, I want to go watch it. Kaiser Soze starring Patrick Mackney. Gabriel Byrne. And he well well cast in that movie because everything happens around him. All these other characters are really interesting. And he's kind of a bore. And that's it's perfect. It's, it's a perfect fall. But uh, And Pete Potwistle. How good is he in that movie? Potwistle? Potwistle. Potwistle. That is my favorite. <laughs> Mispronunciation in the history of any electric surge show. Peter Potamus. Peter Parker. We have a new winner, ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe I got out in front of Patrick Mackney. Wow. He fought with the week on the 430 movie. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my God. I just heisted the English language. Wow. Oh, my God. This was Heist Week here on the 430 movie. If you're a fan of this podcast, you may also enjoy our other podcast. And Glorious Trexperts, the best movies never made. And coming soon to the Electric Search channel, wherever you listen to the podcast, Cartoon Barroom. It's going to be an exploration of everything animated from two of your favorite people in the universe. Steve Milching and Ashley Miller. And knowing Ashley's Ashley involved, you don't know what to expect. And knowing Steve's involved, he'll be very prepared. So it's going to be great. We're going to have... Matter and antimatter colliding in the cartoon barroom. All those great cartoons starring Pete Potwizzle. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to live this one down. Am I? No, no, it's too good. It's too good. <laughs> oh, my God. And, of course, the 430 movie is now available on Instagram. So you can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter or Facebook. But definitely check out the Instagram feed where there'll be plenty of photos of Pete Fottwistle. <laughs> and I think we'll be seeing a lot more of him in the weeks to come. Yeah, we will. <laughs> My goodness. And uh, we want to a special thanks to um, our uh, sound engineer, Bill Ritter, and Mark Rivera, uh, who is uh, the sound engineer for this episode. And, of course, um, our associate producers, uh, Peter Holmstrom and Zach Raggetts and our producer, Natalie Miscali, who make the show possible every week. So thank you. And of course, our audience for making it through another week of the 430 movie. We hope you'll 
enjoy these films when you watch them at home. That's your your homework assignment. And we expect a full report before we join you again next Friday. But until then, Eyewitness News starts now with your anchor, Pete Botwistle. <laughs> good night and good luck. Wow. Oh, God. Did you say good night and good luck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. I have not laughed that hard. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. Pete <laughs> Putt was... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have hiccups all night now. Oh, yay, yay, This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production. Engineered by Bill Ritter for the Electric Surge Network.